Well, hello there, and welcome to Ask Alley, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Today is Monday, August 18th, 2014. Thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. Well, happy Monday morning. <laughs> oh, it's the 18th, and it's the first day of my son's uh, new school year. Not used to getting up at 445. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I used to going to bed at 1 getting up maybe seven eight so this 445 thing is going to take a little bit uh, for me to get used to so if I sound tired that would be because I am <laughs> so I apologize uh, I don't know if you've noticed but I've been making some changes to the website again I have taken um, the out-of-body ecstasy stuff from the top menu and I've put it along the side in a nice little box and it has a picture and it says out of body ecstasy. You click on that, that'll get you to the astral sex, the telepathic sex, the dream sex and the energy, the chakras and uh, everything else that you need to know about out of body ecstasy. Also on the right hand side, uh, there is a little menu box for sexual energy and also for soulful connections. So soulmates, twin flames, soul cluster, etc. I'm hoping that will make it easier for people to find the most popular things on my website. Also, I changed the work with me page. I have taken off the readings. Now, before you panic, <laughs> for those of you who have been getting readings for me, from me for the last uh, 13, 14 years, don't worry, you can still get them. The page is still there. It's just not on the menu anymore. So I put the page, the URL, in the information for today's podcast. Copy it, paste it, bookmark it, and you can still get to it. It's just not going to be there for somebody who doesn't know me. Okay, so it's there. On the Work With Me page, now I also I have um, the Desire Package, which is all about, well, getting your, your sexual desire back. I've got the Energy 180 that I've been doing, and, and people love that. <laughs> and I've also got the Amori Coaching. At the top, um, there is a button, you know, click to chat with me, click to talk with me on the phone. That is for sex and relationship coaching. It is not for readings. My keen button for readings is no longer there. I know it's a lot of changes. My keen button for readings is not there. So if that's what you're looking for, you're going to have to go to either keen and put in alley thieves to find me. Or when I'm online, I will go post it in my Facebook group, Alley Thieves Friends. You can click on the link and find me there. Readings are no longer on the menu at my site. But again, do not panic because I will still do them for you. Uh, the Passion Zone. Passion Zone shows coming back September 2nd. We are moving back to our 6.30 time slot on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're only doing a half an hour again. We had a long talk, and looking over the numbers, the stats for the show, uh, we discovered that most people prefer to download the show, and they like to download a shorter show than a longer one. Scarlett and I will be, uh, just her and I, talking on two of the shows a month. One show a month, we're going to have, um, forgot her name, <laughs> the sex toy chick. Her, her name I totally escaped me she'll be on once a month and then the last show or the first show of the month actually we'll have a guest and do an interview so we're going to kind of mix it up a bit 
but it'll be a half an hour again, and you'll be able to pick that up either at Blog Talk Radio, or you can go to iTunes and uh, snag it there. Speaking of iTunes, when you get done listening to this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and uh, rate it. Um, You know, it helps keep me on the what's hot list. And if more people listen to me, then more people I can help, more people I can help, the better the world is. So I don't do this podcast for my health. (laughs) Although I do enjoy very much doing it, but I don't do it for me. I do it for you guys. So if you could pass the word around, I would love it and rate the podcast. Um, Universal Life Expo. You know, this is the middle of August. I've only got two months until the expo comes up. I better finish my damn book, (laughs) Soulful Connections, since that's what I'm going to be talking about, the Universal Life Expo, October 25th and 26th at Columbus Convention Center. I'll be in booth 202 and speaking on Sunday from 3.30 to 4.40 about establishing and nurturing soul connections. I've got to finish my book. But interesting enough, speaking of finishing my book, you know, I have, was all primed and, and ready to rock and roll on the book over the weekend. But then what happened? I got a screenplay idea. So now I've been playing with that. Uh, I much prefer writing screenplays than writing books. Um, and also, I think this book, I'm having such a difficult time with it because I have to reveal emotions. <laughs> and I have a very difficult time talking about emotions and revealing them. I think I'm going to write more about that in a blog post this week. But uh, I never used to, uh, this this whole showing emotion thing and, and having problems discussing stuff is new for me for the last um, 15 years. Prior to that, uh, you couldn't get me to shut up <laughs> about my emotions and what was going on. So maybe it's not 15 years. That seems kind of long. I'd say about 2002. Yeah, 2002 sounds about right. So the last 12 years or so. Anyways, I think that's why I'm having such a hard time with the uh, book. But I'm out of time and I've got to get it done. So fingers crossed for me on that baby and the hopes that um, (laughs) I do what I'm supposed to do. So... Speaking of doing what I'm supposed to do, the topic of today is soulmate heartbreak. Yes, soulmate heartbreak. People think, or under the assumption, that a soulmate cannot break your heart. They cannot hurt you. Oh, contraire. (laughs) Oh, yes, they can. And uh, not only can they hurt you, they can rip your heart out and they can stomp on it. The only one who doesn't do that is a twin flame. Even when they're your enemy in a life, um, which occasionally a twin flame is your enemy. Um, They don't rip your heart out and stomp up and down on it. But soulmates, they can do that. Uh, Not always on purpose, but it is very, very easy to have your heart broken by a soulmate, especially because the assumption is they can't break your heart or they won't break your heart because... um, you have that eternal connection. When I first started going on this whole soulmate path with the discovery of Bill about 2002, gosh, when I started not expressing emotion any longer, <clears throat> um, I, I was gung-ho 
about finding out more about Bill, just finding out everything I could. And I wanted to have a relationship with him any way possible, romantic, preferably. But I really, there's just uh, such a drive in me. And I thought, you know, this eternal connection and, oh my God, this is wonderful and, and, and everything. And the uh, universe went along with, uh, you know, what I had hoped on about meeting Bill one day. And I uh, was out in California and was at this big boo-ha-ha that Bill was at. And really, the, the universe conspired with me on this because there's no way in hell I should have been there. No way. No way could a stay-at-home bomb from Worcester, Ohio, gotten to where I was in California um, without the universe, you know, stepping in. Because this is something I wanted to manifest, and I was pretty adamant about it. So the universe said, okay, you want this? We are all on board. So they got me out there, the universe did. And I was at this big brouhaha, and I, of course, you know, felt his energy immediately. And I could just tell by him that he didn't want to be there. Although he was very gracious to everyone around, very personable, yapping away. Um, I could tell that he was just, eh, didn't want to be there. Long story short, um, the evening was horrible. Okay. I left California crying. I did. I cried. I cried the morning I left. I cried on the plane ride all the way back to Ohio. And I wrote horrible, horrible things in my journal about Bill all the way home. But I thought, okay, put on your big girl panties. Let's, let's give this another shot. So I wrote him a letter. And I had my sister deliver it. God bless her. And I had her deliver it instead of myself because I didn't, when he read, when I know he was going to read the letter someday. And I didn't want him to think, oh my God, she's standing in front of me. She came all the way from Ohio to give me this letter. You creepy little thing, you. I didn't want him to, to think that. Uh, so she delivered it for me. And I outlined um, the connection and... Um, that I was surprised about it and not, quite honestly, not very happy about it and um, et cetera, et cetera, and put my phone number in there and said, you know, do some exploring on your own. If you ever want to touch base and talk about it, uh, this is where you can find me. Well, I haven't changed my phone number ever (laughs) with the hope that um, he would call. Well, of course, he never has. Okay. So, uh, Basically, Bill, my head, my heart ripped out and stomped on very easily by him. And then came Will. And I ended up in New York. And again, no way should have a stay-at-home mom from Worcester, Ohio, been at the place I was at in New York City. But I was determined. I put the intention there. The universe said, okay, let's do it again. Let's hope you learned something from the first time. So we go out there. And I say we as in my son and I. We we get to this place that only a few people are at, obviously including Will. It's a it's a wonderful evening. We we have a talk at the end. I hand him my business card and he looks me straight in the eye and he says, I will call you. And I look back at him and I said, I will answer. 
And we left it at that. And Kyle and I came home. Well, that was 2008. And he has never called. So it was the second time that my heart was ripped from my body and um, jumped up and down on profusely. Will hurt more than Bill. Um, I think because I thought I had learned my lesson with Bill and I brought nothing up the connection to Will. However, when I gave him my business card, I'm going to assume he went to my website and he looked on it and ah, he saw his name and thought, holy hell, <laughs> I'm not calling her. And he didn't. Again, lesson learned by yours truly. Um, in fact, that's when I stopped using the real names for the most part and stopped posting a lot about the guys on my site. Um, but yeah, both times, heart ripped out completely from my body, stomped upon profusely. And <laughs> after that thing with Will, it was about 2009. I gave him a year. 2009, I said, that's it. Fuck you. I want nothing to do with you guys. I want nothing to do with any of this crap. I'm done. Goodbye. Have a nice life. I got shit to do. So that's when I went back to school. I knew I'd be too busy to think about anybody. And I'd be too busy to meditate, to connect, the whole nine yards. And I was right. <laughs> because, uh, you know, in order for me to get my A's in school, I had to be very focused and st actually study this time around. And I did, and did get all A's. Uh, but in the process of shutting myself off from them, from all of them, it felt very isolated and very alone and hurt more, hurt a lot more than Bill or Will stomping on my heart to begin with. So what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? How do you recover from something like this? Because you can't shut yourself off. Don't ever do that. Uh, learn from yours truly. Big, big, huge ass mistake. Don't ever do it. So what can you do? Because it does happen. It, it, it happens that the, the souls closest to you for eternity can rip out your heart and trample upon it. And take a big old dump. Well, you have to remember that the connection with the soulmate or soulmates, it's eternal. And every lifetime is different. You have to allow the hurt to pass through you. More times often than not, when we're hurt, whether it's by a soulmate or by anybody else on the planet, the, the hurt goes in and we clamp down on it because we don't want to feel it. And we clamp down on it and it festers and it grows and it consumes. Before you know it, nothing else can get in there. No more good and no more bad because the hurt you've got in there has taken over. So when you're hurt by a soulmate, and the odds are high that at some point in time you're going to be, especially if you embark on your soulmate 
searching for, you know, your soul circle. Not everyone's going to be happy to see you. Because in, with that eternal soul, they're in a human body with the human brain. And uh, the brain and the soul don't always go, don't always mesh, as you may have found out over the years. So when they hurt you, you have to allow it to pass through you. And remember that just because you have an eternal connection with this person, just because they are in your soul circle or your soul cluster or your soul family or they're even your twin flame, doesn't mean that you have a soul agreement with, with them in this life to have anything other than the knowledge of the connection. Okay? And we're all human. And these souls, while we're alive in these bodies, we're human. And a lot of us are idiots. We just are. Um, I don't know a human alive that, that hasn't done something completely asinine and stupid. I've done more stupid things than you than I will ever admit to you guys. But um, I'm still surprised I'm alive at 47. Completely amazed that I'm alive and uh, not in jail or in drug rehab. So you have to keep those things in mind. An eternal connection, a soul connection, does not mean that you're going to be buddy-buddy in this lifetime. But, there's a huge button here, the soul connection does mean that you can connect to them on an energetic level, soul to soul, and have that connection in this lifetime. You can feed them energy when they need it. They can feed you energy when, they need, when you need it. The love can transpire back and forth. The connection back and forth. But you may not have a physical relationship, as in speaking to one another, or a romantic one. And that's okay. It just means you're not supposed to. Okay, so I had to talk about the soulmate heartbreak because as I'm going to write about my blog post this week, it dawned on me. You know, it dawned on me because I, I hear it from people all the time. You have great stuff. You're a fantastic teacher. You have so much to give. But people don't connect with you because you're not, there's no emotion on your page. That's what they're saying. To me, it seems like I have emotion on my pages. But people, more than one have told me, so there's got to be something to it, that there's not that emotional connection. Now, I've never used flowery language even when I was um, more giving with my emotions and with what was going on. And interesting enough, if you look back through my blog posts, because the blog posts I have on the site go back to 2005, I think. So you need to go back 235 pages (laughs) to the beginning when I start talking about Bill and Ted and Will. And you're going to notice the blog posts from then are drastically different than the blog posts from today for the reasons I, I mentioned, the shutdown of emotions and the fact that I do not post as much about the guys as I used to because the will, you know, thing that went horribly wrong because he would have called had I just not had those things about him on my website. Durr. It really was nice to meet him, though. I liked meeting Will better than Bill. Although Bill, holy hell. Oh, God, he looked good. 
that that yeah that's a and I think I'll run into both of them again one day just one of those feelings and uh, I don't know how I'll handle it then but I just I know it'll happen I'll try to be nonchalant (laughs) as much as I can anyways so that's what I wanted to talk about now the holistic item of the week I want to talk about amber I love the stone amber and um, I'm going to read from you the metaphysical book of gems and crystals by Florence um, Megamont. I said her last name wrong. I know I did, but um, this is it's a pretty interesting book. It's published by the Healing Arts Press, which I think is a imprint of Bear something books. Anyways, um, it says that you know amber is not a stone, and it's not, but it's a fossil resinous substance that has vegetational origin. So it's plant life that uh, kind of solidifies. Um, the word amber is um, from the Arabic word anabar. And the Greek word for amber is electron, the origin of the word electron electricity in French and English. Amber's magnetic properties were discovered and described by Greek philosopher Thales around 600 BCE. Uh, in the form of a jewel or rosary, amber acts as an energy charger. It discharges the overabundance energy or bad moods of the person wearing it. While some people claim the dark-colored amber is more effective than light amber, this has never been verified. Jet is often mistakenly referred to as black amber. Amber is often imitated. And how are you going to know this is if you go to buy amber, amber is expensive. Okay, the actual, well, I'll call it stone still. The actual stone, but it's not really a stone, is expensive. So if someone tries to offer you something cheap, it's, yeah, it is not amber. Um, To verify its authenticity, test its electrical properties by tearing up little pieces of paper and rubbing the amber on a wool cloth. If it's genuine, the paper should be drawn to it the same way that iron is drawn by a magnet. Mm -hmm. Amber is a symbol of longevity and have have had many century-old insects or shells enclosed in the resin. The French novelist and playwright, somebody I can't pronounce, wrote of Amber in the heart of which an insect lives eternally is an immemorable beauty. Okay. It is also a symbol of loneliness and nostalgia. Apollo, uh who was banished from Olympus, shed tears of Amber. Oh, that's sad. Um, Let's see. Do-do-do-do. Puritiness and holiness is invoked by amber. The faces of saints and wise men were once described as the color of amber. The Celtic warrior <laughs> Omogus, I'm so sorry, was said to have led his followers around with chains of gold and amber. Amber also represents the spiritual connection that frees people as opposed to the material chains that imprisons them. Now, the therapeutic uses, it's an electric battery, this amber is. It helps us recharge our energies. It's possible to practice a kind of electrotherapy by rubbing amber on wool cloth and bringing it close to a sick or painful part of your body. You will hear cracks and may even see sparks. You can also place amber on your body, wait for the resin to warm to room temperature, and leave it there for about 20 minutes. Amber both strengthens us and makes us energetic. It effectively fights against depression and anxiety. Amber is also renowned for helping cure impotence and frigidity. Uh, so for, for sex, 
guys and gals. It is fantastic for um, ramping up your sex drive. I like to recommend Amber to those who are having problems with sexual desire. They used to, and I say they as in, you know, early people, I suppose, once ground uh, Amber into powder and they would take them in forms of pills. And that is said to electrify desire. You can make your own powder by rubbing the amber against a nutmeg grater. To use, mix the powder with food. So that should help, you know, jumpstart your sexual desire. Amber is also a protective stone for children. A piece of amber sewn into the clothes of an unweaned infant will reduce his teething pain. Rub the gums with saffron saffron water. This spice is amber's phytotherapeutic complement. Hmm, herbal compliment. According to medieval beliefs, amber smoke chases away bad spirits. It can also be used to purify the ambit air if it weren't so damn expensive. <laughs> the qualities of amber are, har- are in harmony with Gemini. Its power and purity also make a good fit for Leo and Virgos. I like amber. I got a piece of amber, uh, matter of fact, the last time Kyle and I were in New York. I was at the American History Museum and it was my birthday, so I decided to get myself a nice little present, and it was a, a necklace with an, an amber pendant. Now, I haven't worn it in about forever, because the silver um, chain is all tarnished, and quite frankly, I can't, I'm, I'm, I need a wife, <laughs> I need a wife to take care of me, because I am, I don't know how to clean silver, what I should use to clean it. Yeah, I know it's beyond pathetic, but hey, <laughs> that's just me. As I said, I need I need a wife to take care of me um, or a household staff or something. Anyways, I want to thank you uh, for joining me here at Ask Alley. If you like this episode, please don't forget, rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. The more people who listen is the more people I can help have their aha moments. Don't forget to join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And until I see you guys uh, next Monday, have yourself an absolutely fabulous week. Oh, and I forgot to say happy birthday to my mother. I should have said that at the beginning. Happy birthday to my mommy. She's 71 today. Hmm. She's a good mommy. Okay, guys, have yourself a fantastic week, and I will see you in seven days. Take care.